Workforce Health Engagement, Episode 26, Mobile Platforms for Workforce Health Engagement. Hi, Engagers. In today's show, I'll invite you to experience a demo of a couple of the mobile platforms we'll be discussing. To give you a head start on the first demo, right now you can text the word ENGAGE to 31996. You'll receive an automated text message within a minute or two. Again, text the word ENGAGE to 31996. Welcome to Workforce Health Engagement, a show exploring strategies to improve your employees' health and productivity and to protect your bottom line. Join us as industry experts discuss how to engage employees in population health management, wellness, and healthcare consumerism. This is a special series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, Engaging Leader. And now, with 20 years of experience as a communication consultant to Fortune 500 companies, helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees, here's your host, Jesse Leahy. Welcome to the show, Engagers. If you haven't yet realized it, there's been a communication revolution building, and it has now reached the tipping point for workforce health engagement. People are now using mobile devices more than desktop computers for digital media, with mobile apps dominating the usage. Text messaging has become the preferred communication method for most people. And people use their phones to research health-related content almost more than any other topic. Today, we'll dig into the data behind these megatrends, or I should say this megatrend, and talk about how you can use mobile to improve the knowledge decision-making, and behaviors of employees and their families in order to optimize health outcomes, control medical costs, and enhance workplace productivity. This revolution in mobile that we're talking about was described in a recent book called The Mobile Mind Shift by researchers at Forrester. And what they, they describe the mobile mind shift as the expectation that I can get what I want in my immediate context and moment of need. In other words, people go to their mobile phones the instant they want to know something or to take action. It's not just a behavior, it's an expectation. And people actually have a frustration if they're not able to do what they want right in that mobile moment and easily from their mobile device. Well, we can take advantage of that mobile moment to raise awareness and influence them to take action in areas like wellness, healthcare consumerism, and other aspects of well-being. As we dig into this data, I want to make sure that everyone is clear. We're not just talking about mobile devices used by geeks. (laughs) Actually, even non-tech savvy people have a wholeheartedly, well, I don't know wholeheartedly, but have fully adopted this technology. And now, uh, in fact, they are the main drivers these days for why it has become the preferred method of communication and information. So just imagine if you could take advantage of how popular it has become among even non-tech savvy people and use it for positive impact. Now, today we're focusing on mobile communication, but I want to be clear that mobile is not a magic bullet for engaging your workforce. No, there are five basic components of a solid communication strategy. We talked about these in episode three of the Engaging Leader podcast. I won't go into a lot of detail here, but I'll put a link in our show notes to that podcast as well as to a blog post that explains these five. But real quickly... 
We call it the 5M framework here at Aspendale because the communication needs to stick people even better than 3M post-it notes. So we thought we'd go two better than 3M and uh, make it the 5M framework. But the five are, number one, mission or measurement. In other words, let's begin with the end in mind and be real clear on the business outcomes this strategy needs to achieve. The second M is members because the point of any communication is people to engage them, to influence them, to nurture a relationship with them. So we need to be clear on with whom we'll communicate and what do we know about them. The third M is messages. What are the key messages? Those critical few things that we want them to know, to believe, or to do. Number four is media. What are the communication channels or tactics that will best connect with each stakeholder? Do we need redundant channels to make sure that everyone hears the messages at least once or for greater impact three times? And then the fifth M is manager and champion support. It's critical to involve and equip these highly influential people. Now mobile is one type of media tap tactic. So it's it's part of that fourth M. And we're going to focus on it today because it's grown into a very powerful form of communication. In fact, 90% of American adults now have a cell phone. Do you know anyone who doesn't have a cell phone? I'll bet even your grandparents do. Uh, my 80 plus year old grandmother has a cell phone now and an iPad. So if your parents or even grandparents do, then you can be darn sure that the vast majority of your workforce does. In fact, going beyond just regular cell phones, 80% of Americans age 18 to 49 have a smartphone. Now for Americans overall, 64% have a smartphone. That's the vast majority of your workforce. But even for the 55 plus population, 57% have smartphones. And of course, no surprise, millennials have the highest smartphone penetration of all the working generations so far. Over 90% of millennials have a smartphone. I'm I'm sure that's no surprise to you. But uh, think about the expectations that millennials have for how they're going to engage with their employer and what they actually pay attention to. They're probably not paying as much attention to print an email as we might be hoping. So if most people on your workforce have a smartphone, um, let's be honest, they may not know how to use all the bells and whistles on their smartphone, right? They've got, everybody has apps they haven't figured out how how to use, and a lot of people don't know how to use hardly any of the features on their phone. But there is one thing that everybody does know how to do, and that is text messaging. 97% of smartphone owners use text messaging. In fact, it's the most widely used phone feature or apps. It's even more widely used than voice calls. Smartphone owners typically send at least one text per hour during waking hours. And it's not just smartphone smartphone users. It's pretty much all cell phone users. 75% of Americans now regularly send and receive text messaging. So it's their preferred, it's become the preferred method of communication. Text messages even engage my wife's tech-hating uncle. He's a manual laborer. He lays tile in people's homes. At a wedding recently, I noticed him reading something on a smartphone. And I said, Jeff, you have a smartphone? 
And he said, oh, I don't know how to use it, but I text all the time. So he doesn't know how to do anything else on his phone. But if you send him a text, he'll read it. And if you put a link in that text, he will click on it and go look at what you want him to see. Now, with someone like him, he may not read paper. He may never access email or your corporate internet, but he'll read your text messages. So just imagine if you used that with employees like him to communicate notifications and tips and links to mobile media and tools. Now, here's something that'll blow your mind. 90% of text messages are read within the first three minutes. Wow. That's hard to believe until you think about your own behavior. Generally, if someone sends you a text, don't you look at it right away? The open rate of text messages is 98% compared with 22% for emails. 98% for text messages, 22% for emails. Wow. Now, what about paper newsletters and brochures and posters and other print communications? Many people still prefer to read paper now and then, and often it's a truly great way to catch people's attention and provide a lot of uh, the details that people do need to know. But paper, let's be honest, doesn't provide ongoing analytics on how many employees read it. And when it does get measured, it's nowhere close to 98%. Nearly everyone is using text messaging, even people who traditionally were more difficult for employers to engage. For example, hourly employees at most organizations have never had access to or paid attention to email or the corporate internet. And often they don't read paper. Now face-to-face works really well with hourly employees, but it's expensive to hold meetings on company time. So it doesn't happen nearly as often as it should for effective communication. And how about offsite employees like sales managers? They're very hard to reach with face-to-face and paper and they're overwhelmed by email. And then for healthcare, it's very important to think about spouses of your employees. They often make the benefit decisions and the healthcare decisions for the family. And they often account for more than 50% of healthcare costs. So just imagine if we could better engage them at open enrollment time and throughout the year about wellness and healthcare consumerism. Now, I mentioned this stat earlier, but Americans use their phones to research health-related content almost more than any other topic. That's according to a 2015 study from Comscore, a global leader in digital media analytics. And it's also true that they're extremely likely to take action after looking something up on their phone. It's all part of that mobile moment. The instant that you want to know something or do something, you pull out your phone, you look it up, and then you take action. You make a purchase, you make an appointment, you make up your mind about something. Now, if you want to get started with engaging employees using mobile for workforce health engagement, there are currently five mobile platform options. But three of them are all basically types of mobile apps. So to keep it simple, there's there's essentially three mobile platform options for workforce health engagement. The first, as I mentioned, is mobile apps. This would include uh, apps that would allow employees to interact with your corporate intranet, such as uh, Microsoft SharePoint, as well as apps that uh, would work with your corporate social network, for example, Yammer. 
or Jive. And some companies even use Twitter or a Facebook group. It's very getting to be very common use among organizations to actually just set up different Facebook groups. But let's just talk quickly about uh, the corporate intranet. So, for example, Microsoft SharePoint. Very common. You probably have SharePoint or something similar at your organization. And the pros are that it's familiar to most employees, at least salaried employees, and it has tight security. The uh, cons, though, are that so far, SharePoint and other intranet solutions have gotten poor satisfaction scores from employees. And when it comes to mobile... SharePoint so far doesn't yet have a strong native functionality. If you try to use any of the apps that interface with SharePoint, it's limited and not very easy to use. And so what they found is that companies who have opened up their intranet to mobile, 82% of employees say they have either never tried to access it or they had a difficult time and gave up. So often there's some kind of firewall or a password or some kind of security that just doesn't make it easy. And that is contrary to the whole idea of the mobile moment. Similarly with Yammer and Jive and so forth, it, the, the, the pros are that it's they usually have really good security, but they, and they have a, a, often a similar feel, such as to Facebook or Twitter, but uh, they all, they're still not all that easy to use, um, and they have fairly low utilization rates. So among employees that do have these, 59% of employees have never tried to access them or tried and had a difficult time. Also, <laughs> one of the pros is that these mobile social networks like Yammer uh, have a similar feel to Facebook and Twitter, but a con is that they are similar to Facebook and Twitter in that it's difficult to get people to notice what you post. Um, I remember it's very similar to other, other types of social media. I, I ran into a friend at church recently and he wondered if I saw what he'd posted on Facebook about his new job. And I just had to shake my head because I'd missed it among all the other crap that people had posted. To get noticed on social media, you have to have a strategy for it. So using a catchy graphic or video or some kind of strategy like that. You can't just throw content up and hope that people are going to notice it. Before we leave the idea of mobile apps, there's also a uh, opportunities to have custom-made or off-the-shelf apps related to a specific purpose. And let me be clear, apps are a huge opportunity. They're generally very easy for people to use. The idea of an app is it's it's quick to open, quick to use, easy to get what you want, generally has a, a tightly focused feature set. So it, it's not trying to do everything. It's a, it's a very narrow uh, range of things that you can use on an app. But that simplicity is what makes it so powerful. And on average, a smartphone user opens apps 10 times a day. Does that connect with probably what you, what you do? Yeah. Now, just fair warning, a person who opens apps 60 or more times per day is considered a mobile addict. So you've been warned. <laughs> now, you can have a custom app built for you, either by in-house staff or by hiring a firm. Depending on the type of app, Aspendale, our firm, could handle it for you. And then there's off-the-shelf apps. These are an alternative that generally have quicker setup and lower cost. So, for example, one that's out there is AppRise Mobile, A-P-P-R-I-S-E, AppRise Mobile. 
This is a, an off-the-shelf app. It lets you brand it for your company and add your information. You can upload documents and multimedia content so that employees can access it on their mobile devices. So you get cons, uh, pros like quick setup. General, generally only takes about three to five weeks to, to get set up. There is security available uh, if, if you want it. And it's, of course, branded with your logo and colors. Now, the cons, it's essentially just a collection of documents with alerts whenever new documents are added. So that's fairly limited engagement. Not a very exciting user experience. I don't know about you, but when I go to use apps or go to websites, I'm looking for more than just a collection of documents. Uh, and finally, you can't modify the look and feel. So you can change the logo and colors, but it's always the same icons and buttons uh, n no matter what you want to do with this. Now, if you want to check out AppRise Mobile, we'll put a link to it in our show notes. But also, just a shortcut here, you can demo it on your own phone by searching the App Store in either Google or Apple for BTU Mobile. BTU Mobile, as in Bravo, Thomas, Umbrella, Mobile, all one word. Okay, so that's all about the first platform for mobile engagement, which are apps, whether off-the-shelf apps, uh, custom-made apps, or apps that would allow employees to experience your corporate intranet or social network. The second mobile platform is app-like mobile microsites. Now that's a mouthful, but it's essentially just a website that looks and feels like an app. You've probably used, experienced these on your own mobile device, whether you realize it or not. They're very easy to use. They are um, thumb-friendly, you know, usually have big nice big buttons. You don't have to do zooming and zooming in or out. It just it responds to the screen of different mobile devices. These ha are generally have very quick setup and pretty low cost. And what that means is you have flexibility to create sites as needed, whether it's for a one-time use or a short-term use or a, if you want to use it over the long term. But for example, if you ever get the idea in your head, you know, we should send a letter to employee homes, or we should send a postcard to employee homes, well, then you might want to think about doing a mobile microsite instead because it's about that simple and easy. Now, the, it also gives you full control over the look and feel. So not just logo and colors, but you have the ability to design a complete user experience. And a microsite works great in combination with bulk text messaging, which is the, the third option that we'll talk about next. But essentially, you can leverage the power and easiness of text messaging to engage people with this app-like site. Now, here are the cons for mobile microsites. One, it requires an internet connection. So it's a website. It's only going to work when the, your phone is connected to the internet, if you're the user. Second, it's less useful for frequent activity. If you want people to use it, several times a day for months and years to come, then you probably should invest in a true app. And then third, it's suitable only for content that doesn't require security. Yes, you could build security so that people can only access this inside the firewall or only access it if they provide a password or only access it if uh, you they, they enter a code that you send to their phone. You can lock these down like that, but... This is about 
simplicity and user experience, primarily not about confidentiality. And when you think about the types of information and communications you're providing to engage with people about their health, it's not really corporate secrets, is it? It's, it's, your point is to make it easy and to engage people, not to be sharing information that you want to keep secret from the rest of the world. So the, that's the second basic mobile platform, which is an app-like mobile microsite. And then number three is bulk text messaging, also known as SMS for short message service. Now with SMS, you can send a message of up to 160 characters, just like on Twitter. You can include links and photos if you want to. And the, you, there, there are many companies that provide bulk SMS. You can research and implement these. You could start today. Just go out there and Google it, find one, and get started. Now, one that we've used and liked is slicktext.com. In fact, if you use the code ENGAGE when you sign up for slicktext.com, you'll get a 15% discount. And we'll put a link to Slick Text in our show notes. So you could just sign up for that yourself, or uh, if you'd like, Aspendale can set that up for you and help you plan and craft the messages. The pros of bulk text messaging are that it's simple and easy for employees. It creates immediate engagement for 90% or more of users, and it can be used standalone or in conjunction with an app or a microsite. The cons are that you got to be careful not to send too many text messages or it'll cause people to unsubscribe. Also, the cost increases based on the number of texts that you send. Uh, best practice is to send uh, no more than one text message per week to your employees, and a couple a month is, is pretty good. So if you send too few, people will actually unsubscribe as well because they'll actually it just won't seem useful enough to them, won't seem relevant enough to them to wonder why they ever signed up for it in the first place. So one or two a month is a pretty good rule of thumb. Now you can try out uh, a demo of text messaging. Just simply text the word ENGAGE to 31996. So if you've never done this before, you'd pull out your, your phone and where you would normally put in a phone number, you're just going to put in these five digits, 31996, and where you would normally put a text message, the only text that you need to include is engage. So if you send that right now, within a minute or two, you'll get a uh, an automated text message back, uh, plus occasional updates. Of course, message and data rates may apply, but you can opt out anytime you want. Just text the word stop if you want to opt out, and that'll be in the automatic message that you receive. When you get that, you'll see that the, there's a link in there, and if you click on that link, it will open up an app like microsite so you get to see an example of that second type of platform that you have so go ahead and click around and you'll see it's essentially a digital brochure with some information some graphics and a video so it's very just like having a poster po I'm sorry a postcard or a brochure mailed to homes except that it's less expensive than printing and mailing it's instantaneous and you'll get data on how many people click on that link so it's a higher level of engagement. Unlike paper communication where you might encourage people, hey, here, go check out this resource. Here, you're actually going to put the link in their hand right at that mobile moment. So the obvious question here is, okay, I like, if I want to do text messaging to support either a, an app or a mobile microsite, 
how do I get people to start getting these text messages? Well, what you need to do is have an opt-in campaign. Uh, first of all, I should say, your HRIS may already have been recording most people's cell phone numbers and their permission to send them text messages. Uh, I have a lot of clients now who already, as part of open enrollment, are starting to collect, uh, or have been in the past year or two, collecting cell phone numbers and, and getting people's permission to send them messages. And then you can, if you haven't been doing that, or if there's still a sizable chunk of the population that you don't have that data from them, then you plan what we call an opt-in campaign, and it's something we can help you with as, as well. But essentially, you, you, it's a marketing campaign where you encourage employees to opt-in. Uh, they can do that by texting a keyword like you just did, or by scanning a QR code uh, with their mobile device, or they can even just complete a paper form, and then you can have somebody manually put those into the uh text messaging system. Now, a good text messaging system, by the way, will make allow you to own the data. So you can download the data. You can, you can import the data into their system at any time. You can have a, a, an automated feed that connects with your HRAS if you want. But the data should belong to you. And if you decide you don't want to use that, their service anymore, you should be able to take that and go take it to a different service so that you shouldn't be locked into any particular provider. Now, for an opt-in campaign, as with other types of communications, it's best to use a variety of communication methods to promote opting in. So you want to hit them at least three different ways for maximum impact. So maybe put up some posters or flyers. You could do like a humorous video that catches people's attention. You could have TV monitor slides. Uh, you could have a newsletter article. You could have something up in the bathrooms. You could send an email to uh, workers that have uh, computers. You can use social media. And one thing that works really well, and this probably is no surprise to you, is to have some kind of incentive, like a drawing. So uh, sign, opt in by the end of this month to for a chance to win an iPad, for example. That makes a, a big difference in people opting in. You only need people to subscribe once, so they just opt in once, and then you can keep engaging them over the long term, and that will work whether you have other apps or mobile microsites. You can push all these things out to them, so you're not locked in to any one of the other mobile platforms. Whereas if all you're relying on is an app, for example, then you got to get people to go out to the app store download, install that app, and then if six months from now you have a different app, you got to start all over again and, and, and start promoting that. So with text messaging, you can, you can direct people to the different resources that you want them to check out. You can also engage them with phone-friendly videos, with apps from your vendors, for example. Um, you, so it, let's say you have a... a a healthcare consumers and resource like Castlight. Um, this is a good chance to engage people by sending them a text message that takes them there. Um, graphics uh, that are interesting or even entertaining, those are, are, are good examples. Another thing that has been popular is what we would call a mobile wallet card. And it's just basically like a, it's a microsite that gives your employees a single directory for all of their health and benefit related resources. 
maybe even including a, a link to a digital version of their medical ID card if your vendor uh, offers that. So one best practice is develop an annual calendar so you can plan messages and media to text out to people based on what's timely, such as benefits, annual enrollment, national health observances, and so forth. And then, but allow in there some uh, flexibility so that you can uh, communicate hot things that come up uh, based on your own strategic priorities. All right, engagers. Well, we spent the last 28 minutes getting up to speed on the trends about mobile engagement for health and wellness and consumerism communications. In addition, I've shared some ideas you can put into action right away, especially bulk text messaging. You could go get started on that today or tomorrow, um, but also an opt-in campaign in mobile microsites or apps. And of course, our team at Asmodel would love to help you add mobile to your communication toolbox. Feel free to reach out to us. You can find us at AspendaleCommunications.com. But whether you do it on your own or with help from us or someone else, it's, this is a great opportunity to engage people in the mobile moment. Mobile devices are useful, fun, and yes, even addictive. And this year, the data on all these trends has passed the tipping point so that mobile is now the preferred way for most people to communicate, to get information, and to consume online information. They go to their phones the instant they want to know or to take action. To know something or to take action. It's a powerful opportunity to you, for you to engage them for positive impact. Now, we'll provide the show notes with links and details to all this information that we've talked about today at engagingleader.com forward slash WHE26, as in Workforce Health Engagement, Episode 26. And while you're on the show notes page, you can engage with us by providing your thoughts or questions in the comments section or by clicking the red send voicemail button. You can also engage with us at facebook.com forward slash engagingleader or on Twitter where I am at Jesse Leahy. Workforce Health Engagement is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that specializes in workforce communications, helping mid-size and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results in several areas, not only health engagement, but also talent management, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at AspendaleCommunications.com. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. You can find both Workforce Health Engagement and Engaging Leader podcasts in iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. Until next time, remember, over the long term, a program of the day won't help you boost employee health, productivity, and your bottom line. Nope. For sustainable success, you need an integrated approach to workforce health engagement. <music>